All right, welcome to episode 11 of the Dime Boxing with Delco podcast. I am Alex uh, at uh, Delco Rips on Instagram. Say hello to my co-host, uh, Danny, Danny Dimebox. Oh man, I am excited today. My man Delco Rips just gave me some info before the pod. I'm going to skip all the other nonsense I usually say. Let's jump right to it. An absolute journalistic dog right here. Got some good info for the boys. Delco, I'm going to let you let it rip and then I'll give my opinion on it. All right. All right. So uh, I'll set the stage. You know, the, the top industry conference uh, was kind of in the last uh, last couple of weeks. And, you know, I, I had a really I had a lot of jealousy. I wish I had been out there because it seemed like, you know, a lot of awesome stuff had come out of that. A lot of new product announcements for and it's really Fanatic's first public appearance, like, you know, representing the Tops brand, which is cool. Uh, one thing uh, they alluded to, and uh, I'm kind of connecting the dots to some for, from some other rumors uh, that I've heard, is that you know in the next month or so they'll be releasing a product update of a generation, and uh, you know Fanatics people kind of said that, and I heard a rumor, and it's from a very I'm not going to tell you where the source is from or why it's credible, but. Just trust me, that is a very credible source that a, a, a piece of news would come out and, you know, related to tops. And now this nugget has come out that there will be a piece of news and I'm going to just give you what I heard. So we'll see if this comes true. Uh, and I, I think I, it would be incredible. But here's it. Here it is. Tops is going to plan to sign Michael Jordan and LeBron James to an exclusive contract so that they can, you know, have their autographs in products. And that will be the big uh, industry announcement uh, related that they gave at the Tops Industry Conference this month. Um, I don't want to say for a hundred percent, but this is, this is the, this is the, 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 the things that I'm putting together and this is my hunch and uh, it's verified as, cause it was a rumor to me kind of at a previous time uh, of the Tops Industry Conference and putting things together. I think that that's what this will be. And I even have seen people speculating on something like this in the comments of the Tops Industry Conference uh, outside of that. So that it's it's growing in the hobby that this is a possibility. What do you think, Dimes? I'll give you the first kind of take on that. What would that do for the hobby? Like, what is your immediate reaction to, you know, Tops being able to insert, you know, uniform, uh, Chicago Bulls and LeBron James, you know, Lakers, Cavaliers, on-card or sticker autographs in products. What uh, wh wh what would that do? What what would you what do you think of that? My initial thought is negative because, and I know that's not a popular opinion. The whole allure, or most, a lot of the appeal with Michael Jordan right now is that his cards are not still being printed in pro uniform. Now think about fanatics in a couple of years that are taking the basketball license. Let's say they turn tops Chrome into their new prism, right? Let's say a lot of people are speculating that'll happen. Imagine you have bulls uniform, Michael Jordan refractors. I'm not, we're not even talking about autographs, Michael Jordan refractors in tops Chrome. Right. Imagine. And I really have zero. I own zero relevant Michael Jordan cards. But think about how much money is in a lot of those Jordan inserts, a lot of those Jordan refractors. The reason is and I and actually recently I've been looking at some of like the Jordan tops chrome refractors and I'm thinking now they're kind of underpriced. They've already came down a lot. Um, demand on them seems to be already dropping from a lot from where they were at the peak, like many other things, but still. Um, but I'm thinking, like, imagine having a gold, and, and I don't know if they're going to do gold out of 10 or out of 50 for Topps Chrome, because if they want to make it like Prism, then it's 10, but the Topps Chrome, it was 50. So let's say they do a Michael Jordan gold Topps Chrome out of 50, right? There'll be so much hype around it that first year. They'll be selling like crazy. But then there's going to be Topps Chrome the next year, and then the next year. And then the next year. And then they'll think about how many rare Michael Jordan refractors are on the market, right? And now I understand retirement ones, not as relevant as playing day ones. I'm just always concerned about overprinting 
And to me, that could happen. And now when it comes to LeBron, I do have a few solid LeBron cards. They're game use patches. Um, when he broke the scoring record, I sold a lot of my just like refractor and prism stuff, you know, PSA grades and all that. Those sold most of that, but I still have some and I sold some big patches. And again, the appeal to LeBron high-end game use patches, LeBron rookies, and even autos is that he is upper deck exclusive. So when he retires, the anticipation was there shouldn't be any more LeBron pro uniform cards. Also, he hasn't signed autographs in a while. So I think if, if, you know, they do this and then they have those rights and then they start putting them in tops Chrome post-retirement and then they're putting autos in there. I mean, I think it has to bring down the value of the ones that are already on the market. Now I could be wrong. And I think to play devil's advocate, you could have this bring a lot of attention to these sets that are released and it could bring the hype up even more. And it could bring some of the previous year stuff up more because people may not be thinking about that stuff as much. I mean, Jordan stuff has came down a ton. LeBron stuff has came down a ton. This is in the past two years, came down a ton. So to me, I think about that. I think you're putting a lot of rare pro uniform refractors on the market, if that's the case. You know, think about how many silvers, the orange, the gold, the green. You know, I'm curious as to here, what you think here, about here's, this. Here's the devil. I'll give you my true take. Here's the devil's advocate to you, though, is like top baseball, like they have legend, you know, in them. You know, like there's legend cards to this day of Mickey Mantle and Honus, like, I think the 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 uh, you know they had that tops anniversary edition and like the fifty two uh, mantle short print still fetched like big numbers so it had a similar kind of effect as what you might expect from like a Michael Jordan refractor, um, but it, it didn't ultimately reduce the price of the fifty two mantle right so like I think I agree with you that. It kind of convolutes the waters, and I think for new collectors, I think the that it's important to for them to know like what's good and what isn't, or what is going to hold the test of time, and what is a flash pan. And I think this might not be very good for that. Like you know, adding more Michael Jordan refractors to the mix isn't necessarily like pro the success of the new collector because they might gravitate towards that product and overspend for it in the beginning. And, you know, it might not necessarily hold the test of time, but I think it's going to reduce the value of autos. I think that's the biggest thing I'd be concerned about is if you have, you know, like an upper deck auto from 2012 or, you know, any later year that's not close to rookie year of LeBron, I would be concerned just because, now there's the opportunity to release a, a lot more autos, uh, you know, and capitalize on that. And I mean, he might want it all to be kind of short printed, but, and then kind of my, 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 my real honest opinion, like not to play devil's advocate, I, I think falls somewhere outside of this. I, I think it's really good because the hobby needs like an injection of excitement and a chase and fun and you know people like hobby purists didn't love the triple logo man but you know we need some triple logo man type of juice around here um and that's what really brings the attention and the eyeballs and having you know on card lebron autos in tops chrome um having michael jordan autos i mean shit like i'm ripping a hobby box if there's michael jordan autos in there i mean personally like like that's not an opportunity I've really had, uh, especially on card, like on card Bulls uniform official license Michael Jordan autos. Like top scoring basketball now becomes really exciting if that becomes true. So that's my that's my kind of take on it. We don't know if it's gonna happen, just a rumor at this point, but connecting the dots and you know, putting my fake journalistic uh, sports card journalism hat on, like this is a prediction and I think it's backed by, uh, well, I, I know it's backed by a couple things I've heard from credible people. So um, we'll see. That's all I can say is we'll see if that happens and 
what the effect on uh, the hobby will be. Um, but there's been just a ton of buzz recently, like a lot of shows and a lot of buzz in the hobby and a lot of reports of buying is up. Uh, we have the Philly show this weekend. Uh, Dimes, are you, are you going all three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I haven't decided on Friday yet. Friday's a tough day. I mean, I work all day and then, you know, to get everything together and get, you know, I don't get home from work until later in the day. So it's Friday's always tough, but I'll be Saturday and Sunday um, for sure. Really excited to be set up there again. And I would agree. I mean, buying at shows has been up a lot and, and people are less hesitant. They're less bargainy you know i feel like during like the bottom of the market you know which i guess would be like less spring into the summer and maybe the early fall i think november we really kind of bottomed out and then i think since like mid-december things have been trending up i think january and february are really strong but during that time where things were pretty bad like people were just harder to do deals with like it'd be like like we had it happen to us, you know, when we were set up at the Philly show, the dude, remember, what was that one guy? He was pulling those cards out of your prices marked and he pulled like, it's like a five and a $10 card out. And he was like, you wouldn't do 10 on the pair or something. Like he was just asking some, you know, and you're like, no, I couldn't. And, and like, I think you were at like 12 or 13 and he was just like, ah, put them back. Like that's times a, are that's tough. a kind of demand. Times are tough. Yeah. Like <laughs> what show were we at when the dude was pricing out my dot? He was going through, I think I had like a two for a dollar box and some dude was standing there. He's probably there for about three oh, that and was a half two, hours. Two Philly shows ago, I think. Yeah, maybe he was there for about two and a half hours and he comped out uh, maybe my whole like 25 cent bin or whatever it was. And that was pretty cool to see. That 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 was a good sign for the hobby, definitely. Uh, <laughs> what, are you, what are you hoping to accomplish at this Philly show though? Uh... I haven't, I'm trying to think the last couple of shows I've been, I haven't really been able to buy a lot of stuff. So probably try to buy over the table a little bit more. Um, I'm trying to think, I guess, start loading up for the NBA or I, I really don't usually load up for the NBA playoffs. I just pick up things as I go along. And, you know, if a guy gets hot, maybe try to move it during the playoffs because got to move it when it's hot. Um, but I saw you put in here, uh, NBA playoffs, market starting to you know it, it change a lot i mean i'll be honest i had a i have two job i have three john moran cards right now and wow. that's yeah that's that's a tough one he'll be but back I, it's all good this happens I, this happens to people in their careers if you if you think about like over your lifetime yeah. this happens I mean, to hey, some big stars who hasn't during crunch time of the season be like, man, 5.20 a.m., I should go on Instagram live. We've all and, flashed uh, our piece on Instagram yeah, live. Yeah, and it's at 5.20 at, at whatever uh, strip Listen, club that just at. sounds like a Danny Dimebox Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is no. what I actually, this is, I think he did this because he knows how I act. I think Jaws copying me. 5.20 yeah, a.m., room full of money, NBA young boy blasted him. He's flashing a piece <laughs> on Instagram Live. Don't forget, it's his own Instagram Live. But people are like, oh, it's the circle he's keeping with him. Like, it's it's the boys he's hanging around. It's like, dude, he opened up his phone, logged into his account, went on live and showed his own piece. Like, I think he, I think it said, I, I mean, I, this is complete rumor on Twitter today, but I saw something that he was like, he's like uh, kind of a drinker and like maybe – like actually having like a little bit of an issue so he acting recklessly and like drinking kind of habitually and like falling into a little bit of a trap there so anyway i mean i you know i think the the jaw situation definitely stinks for the hobby i saw somebody post some really nice i mean i've seen some really nice jaw cards one one i saw on instagram uh optic gold on card auto 5800 uh bgs a510 i mean geez Ooh. you know like that's that's getting low, like, you know, where, I, you, you know, I saw uh, PSA 10 True Blue Prism uh, ended at 3900 I think that was like a $10,000 card not too long ago. Yeah, um, more. So there was a, there's been some really big hits uh, in the job market. And, you know, not, not I, I would just hold them if I was a big, had a big job card. But what I wanted to, my main point here was, and, and Jaw's part of it, right? People are moving off a of job, right? They're out. I think people are like, their focus is starting to narrow. And this is what I've been saying kind of for the last few episodes. 
that like this is what happens like your Alperin Sangoon can only go up so much during the season like he's been a great super surprising but the Rockets have 10 wins like it's over like you know that the off season's coming for Alperin Sangoon and people are starting to put all their money into Tatum Mitchell you're gonna see Embiid maybe start to demand like if not a, a huge surge maybe maybe a small surge but more demand and more liquidity and players like Embiid, Maxi, um, and just anybody going to the playoffs that are in the top four or five seeds for basketball, you're going to see more interest around. And I just feel like the the basketball market, it's like there's so many prospects and like teams that have, you know, four or five kind of young guys that could score and you might invest in them. And I feel like people get really like prey and spray with their pickups. Uh, you know, it's not like football where it's like quarterbacks reign the day. Um, I think basketball people have a lot of projects going on. And then as the playoffs solidify, you see, I think people narrow their focus. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, you know, aggressively, just exclusively trying to pick up Tatum. And now De'Aaron Fox uh, is the third in the third seed. And uh, it's been a pretty impressive uh, to see, I actually, I'll give a credit to guy, Josh Roth. Uh, you may know Roth cards, uh, on Instagram. I've heard him, uh, shot at the last Dallas show, which we're about to be this weekend also is the next Dallas show. So two months ago, preaching Darren Fox. And had I just listened to him, I'd probably be up some money. So, um, and he was buying the gold prism then and everything. So I will say he called that, but I don't love to get into these little, like, I don't believe in the Kings. So I'm out on, I'm just like, I'm not going to play this run of the Aaron Fox. Uh, it's similar to the Shea Gildress Alexander. The player is cool, but I just don't believe in the team this year. And even though the Kings are like winning, they just, they have like, uh, that was like Hawks 2012, like vibes where they like win a bunch of games in the regular season and lose in the first round to like the Clippers. Uh, so that's my that's what I kind of think of the Kings. And I think ultimately it's not going to pan out, but maybe a quick flip opportunity because the Aaron Fox is surging. Um, I think if you're on sports cards, Twitter, you are not Twitter, but social media, you've seen that. What do you think, Dimes? I think you were dead wrong about one thing. You said that you listened to somebody named Roth about Fox. I'll tell you, I it know was, a guy. Oh, you did, you did say it. it was you. Yeah, I forgot. I know, I know a guy who was <laughs> telling people about Fox when the silver tens were 130 bucks. That's All true. right, he's short and he wears glasses, and I'm not going to say anything further. But I know exactly what are, what are they? What are they up to now, Dime Stradamus? They were doing. They jumped to over 200. I wish. Wow. I'd say the only thing was. They weren't high pop enough for people to go out and buy a stack of them. That's the thing. If somebody wants to make a conscious investment in like the Zion silvers, they could go buy 20 PSA 10 silvers on eBay, making offers, winning auctions that are ending. They could go buy 20 by the end of the week. The Fox went, wow, one just sold for 242. Ooh, but yeah, you're right about the playoff stuff. You know who's someone that, People kind of leave out of that convo, but now he has to be right back in it. I mean, what's going to happen to Durant's cards if he oh, yeah. goes and Phoenix kind of cruises? Maybe they have some tough games. With, if And I don't think they're going to end up winning at all, but there's a damn good chance they do, right? And if they do and he gets his third, his third ring, right, and they look like the best team, people start thinking, who's beating them next year if they look so good? Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like Durant's got this like he's blackballed in the hobby. Like, I, I, I don't think there'll be that much juice behind Durant in a son's victory. I think Booker could reach like a new level in price because he doesn't have one. CP3 could reach a mountain because he doesn't have one. I don't know, man. I just feel like people like don't like Durant. I mean, his cards still are so cheap. Uh he wins it with another team, though. Maybe it maybe it does, like, solidify and, like, cement in his legacy a little bit because it's like, all right, like, something's the common denominator here. Like, he's gone. He goes to the Warriors. They win two. 
Like he's out, he goes to the, another team, he pulls it all together and he's the missing piece. And now they're just, you know, incredible. Um, and CP3 is old as shit too. So like, mm-hmm. like I, I don't view him. It's really, to me, it's like, like he, he's nowhere near James Harden right now. Like James Harden is playing on an absolutely another level compared to CP3. CP3 is like TJ McConnell like with pedigree right now he really is like he's yeah. a version he's a he's, he's like a version of himself right and I, I don't view him as like this huge third star that's a giant help um so it's kind of booker and him i don't like i don't know maybe you're right maybe maybe it's a good maybe it's a it's a durant move in the long term but i do think that like we kind of know who kevin durant is and if they win what I, I could see people just kind of going, eh, we kind of knew that. We knew he was good. Like, we knew that, like, that might happen, and he won, and it's not going to, like, ultimately, you know, sway our opinion where we all need Kevin Durant cards now. I actually just sold a, a, a decent KD card to a, a great guy, uh, Nick SP Cards, a true patriot. He bought a Durant 2021 Select green uh disco out of five psa 10 nick's been buying a lot recently he's like he's he's going hard like bullish on the hobby he's a great guy he loves this country there's no good there's no goofing about that but wait wait wait, uh, wait. you've been really wait besides uh besides your 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 far right rhetoric uh what (laughs) what uh you you've been buying a lot recently let's talk about that like i feel like I the people in my life, my card people, my card homies, I just have noticed like in the last month have taken it to another level with buying. Like they just seem to be buying more. Like, is your confidence high right now in the market and where things are going and that, you know, your entry point is good and that things are going to go up or you flush with cash? Like you've been teaching an extra you know, classes on the <laughs> side or what's the, what's the deal? Let, let me know what, why, what, what makes you been buying uh, more? What, why have you been doing that? No, in all honesty, um, when you see things are selling, e- when it's easier to sell things, it's easier to buy things. So being able to make some sales recently, it's like, shoot, somebody just paid this for that. Hmm. Like, I think I'll be able to move this then, you know, and I think it's the easier to sell, the easier to buy. I did have a decently big pickup today. Um, I picked up a 2014 Flawless Tom Brady patch. Let's go. Uh, patch eye appeal isn't great. It's fairly, it's a three-color patch, but I would, it's closer to a jersey card in some ways than a patch, but it's still first-year Flawless Brady. It's like They're a napkin with a little bit of tomato sauce yeah. right on the corner. It's minimal, no, I'm just kidding. But... No, no, I'm just kidding. It really, it's a two color patch. It looks good. I think it looked incredible. What are your, what's your uh, grading plan with it? I'm going to look at it. I think, I mean, people say a lot of, you know, people are starting to say, send, you know, BGS is back. They're back. It's easier to get a nine five than a PSA 10, whatever. I don't know. I still like PSA. Like I feel like, and I, you know, I messaged the guy about it. He told me he's had the card for a while. It looks clean. He's just not into the grading thing. I mean, dude, if I can get a PSA 10 on that, that would be sick. That would be such a like PC, just like. Yeah. Oh, to come up on a, on a, on a patch card like that, like that's a five X multiplier, something like something big. Yeah. I think that, but I mean, but who knows? I mean, I'm speculating based off of pictures I looked at and this guy's word, which I'll be honest, you know what I've noticed a lot of the times, and there's a lot of things we see that make us not want to trust people. But I'll tell you, a lot of times when I message someone I found and ask them, is this card clean? I've been able to get PSA 10s with it. You know, they've kept to their word. Maybe there's one small dimple. You know, I feel like, and this is more so Instagram than eBay, but I feel like people are, there's some people who really just don't care for sending cards to PSA like the time actually, I, mean, I, I remember you you i think you always yeah. are like discredit like your patience with grading like in that that's like everybody's got the patience to grade a bunch of cards and wait on their money and get it back later and kind of do that over and over again but people don't like they're like 
they got a hundred hundred dollar card in a break. Like if they don't, if that's not like their team, like they're like hit, putting it on Instagram for eighty percent of comps and taking the first offer for cash and moving on. Like that's you know people don't really even if it's clean and they could send it to PSA and potentially three x their money. It's like get this out of my hands and let me get into another break. Like I feel like, or even just another buy or whatever. Like so. Um, yeah, you always do a good job with kind of being patient there and, and, and always kind of putting your money back into grading and more cards to multiply it. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is kind of a project I'm working on. This is like half like podcast topic, half like announcing It's just in case someone lets me know of something, but I'm trying to build the Allen Iverson tops card refractor rainbow from, uh, 96 to, Oh nine, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, or maybe yeah, oh nine less. One. Either way, either way, might I might stop at the Sixers year anyway. I'm like oh seven. I'm really only focused on the Sixers ones right now and forgetting the Nuggets. But point is, really after and look, uh, need your help looking for a '96 Topps Crime Refractor rookie year. Very hard to find. Very rare. Um, Looking for that, and then, but really, uh, right now, looking for a 1997. Also, that's like an easier one to find, but just looking for one at a at a decent deal. I'll pay comps. Um, it's it's like the type of card that I like can't even pay comps for. It's like hard to find. Like like uh, that. I just bought the 2000 2001 uh, from a guy in Taiwan, and uh, so we'll see. Hopefully, that comes in and everything. But it's. It's a really cool one that you do not see like straight up like at card shows. This is not a card that is around. Um, it's Kobe guarding AI. Uh, I mean, AI shooting over him. It's a really cool one um, from 2000. So I'll post that on my Instagram. But yeah, I'm, I'm working on that project. I think it's really cool. I think AI is going to be like my big basketball PC and just kind of a fun thing to put together. And then like kind of with all PC things, I like to put together things that I think other people appreciate just in case I get sick of it and want to do something else. Like in my area and my neck of the woods and really anywhere, Allen Iverson Tops current refractors are very, very li uh, liquid and in demand. So um, that's something that I, I, I've been really enjoying putting together and I'm going to keep doing. Um so yeah, I'm looking for that at the Philly show too. Like that, that was kind of uh, going back to that. Like that's going to be my kind of goal. Uh, something I'm trying to do kind of at the Philly show. What did you say about SEC on-site grading? Is that at Dallas or at the Philly show? I, if I remember correctly, I believe they're going to be at both shows and I'll fact check myself real quick. By I've never seen them Instagram. do on-site. That would be insane if they did it. That's Philly. what I mean. Like and it's, it's kind of like, and I hate to say this because I really like what SGC is trying to build. I think they're doing their best to give us really good services, but it's almost like SGC is just the company. It's like, you don't, you know, them on site. It's like, what are you going to buy a, a Luka Doncic gold and then go freaking go on site grading with SGC? Like, yeah. probably not. I you don't know, know what maybe, I would use it for. Maybe some like Bowman Chrome autos or some like instant satisfaction or maybe instant money. Oh, they were at Burbank. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Oh, no worries, no worries. But yeah, like, uh, yeah, we'll 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 be frequent in the show and yeah, uh, I was right. SGC oh, team uh, on uh, four days ago, they said the SGC team is excited to announce that we will be attending both the Dallas Carter and Philly show next weekend. We're looking forward to another fantastic show. We're eager to make our return back to Philly first time too. Wow, SGC on site. You know what? It could be interesting. I guess for people, you know what it could be good for? If somebody is there and they're looking at a high-end vintage card and it's raw and there they're like, go. this may seem too good to be true, they could make a handshake agreement, go take it over to SGC. If it says like trimmed or altered, whatever, the deal's done. But if it grades, but and the guy can't be like, dude, if it gets a two or below, then I get my money back too. No. If it gets graded and it's not messed with, it's not altered, you got to keep it. But like then that could be an interesting play for some. No, I, that's vintage. a great, that's a great point. Even just grading in general, not even necessarily worrying about authentication because a lot of these dudes are at the Philly show are pretty reputable dealers. Like you'd hope that they don't have a bunch of counterfeit vintage cards, but like, I think 
only thing I'll say is that they're usually taxing so much that they kind of take all of the grading upside out of every single card because these they're like professionals, you know, like if they didn't grade it, they're like, ah, I think this is a four, but it kind of looks like a six. So I'm going to price it as a six. And then, you know, someone will come up and just be like, that's the one. And then they'll pay it. And then like they made a bunch of money. So I, I do think that that's kind of the vintage guy's game. So it might be tough to do, but there's a million vintage cards the Philly show. And SGC is probably, you get the best, like, there's really not a huge markup from PSA to SGC. It's not the same percentage with like a vintage card. So I think uh, Dimes, I, I agree with you there. I think that's a, that might be the move for if, if SGC is really doing on-site, I think vintage would be sick to, to try that out with. I think it's perfect because look, the main thing that holds people back a lot of the times I've looked into some interesting vintage cards and it looks clean. You're like, you know, something might look too good to be true. And it's like, dude, give me an hour. I'll take this card. We'll go get it created. But then the guy, you know, the guy might not be happy to get his card back, not get paid for it and get it in an authentic, but trimmed slab. I mean, I, I guess they could always, you know, crack it out good, or whatever. Good luck getting a dealer to, to agree to right. any. It, it's, but like, that's a good point though. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the sale is final once it leaves the table. Cause you never know. Like what if, the, what if they like, you know, like put in a different card that is actually duped. And then they're like, look, you got an A, give me my 500 bucks back. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's going to be tough. I don't, I've never seen anybody do that. I have heard, this is an interesting kind of thing that like I've, I'm picking up on that people have been doing more and more is when they're buying raw cards from somebody else they say like all right you need to give me this price right like say it's a thousand dollars and they'll be like i'm gonna grade it if it gets a 10 i'll give you back some money if it gets a nine the deal is the deal so i've heard and i've seen i've heard overheard people use this in negotiation um in a bunch of different ways but i think that's like kind of a growing trend uh, uh, people doing stuff like that. I've also heard in a similar manner, another like thing to close a deal, like thing that people are saying is like, uh, I heard this in kind of uh, Ryan Card's uh, Discord. Uh, that's pretty, that's kind of growing in popularity. Um, and he was like, all right, like here's the price for my Jalen Hurts for the Super Bowl. It was before the Super Bowl. And he was like, if they lose, I'll give you money back on the deal like this much so he was giving like parameters he wanted to make the sale before the game but he was giving parameters around an in-person event of like the final value uh for the car so i i I think those are two kind of like goofy i'm not suggesting them but just reporting on kind of what i'm hearing like some goofy ways that people are kind of talking about and closing and negotiating with card deals have you ever tried anything kind of goofy like that, Dimes? You're pretty, you're pretty much a straight shooter. Yeah, I've never, never done anything like that. And here's my main concern: it, it, I would, I'm fine with a deal like that if it's somebody I know, somebody I deal with, somebody I, you know, local scene or whatever. Here's my people don't realize there are some people who are grading monsters out there. Me and you are little little minnows compared to some of these PSA whales. Here's what I mean by that, right? You sell someone a couple Lucas Silvers, right? Decently big cards, whatever. You're like, all right, you know, they might not be getting that many of those. I'll see what's the grade. There's people who are cracking 30 of those, you know, a month in in PSA 9s, PSA 8s, BGS 9s to try to send in the PSA to get 10s because that's a strategy that works a lot of times. And people don't realize, like, there's some people who are sending in monster subs and like, it's so easy for a stranger to be sending in so many and just send you one of them that got a nine or even if one of them got an eight, they could say, yeah, now deal's definitely fine. I got an eight on this. See you later, you know, and they could have gotten a bunch of tens in that order. You know, I think, I guess so you don't is, trust the, in the, in the handshake grading agreement, you don't trust the party, but like, Okay, so I, I've agreed to one of these deals before, really? but it really wasn't a big deal. It was like kind of just like I was fine with the price as it was, 
But then he threw me some upside on if it was going to get a 9-5. And I knew it wasn't because the person, like, I tracked down a couple previous owners of this card, and they are telling me not to grade it. So I was like, all right, like, I was like, oh, I'll take the upside, like, you know, but I was I was, I was, was comfortable with the agreed upon price anyway. It ended up getting an eight. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I, I it didn't matter. But, uh, yeah, like, I, 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 yeah, I understand what you're saying, like, not trusting them. I think it's like kind of like it has to be a win-win for you, and you have to be kind of gambling with some house money um, to get something done. In this case, uh, I'll just tell you what it, it was. I was trading by maxi cracked ice contenders auto for the ntrpa in that deal we had a little upside agreement on the value and he actually came through and like you know followed through and showed me the card graded in the eight or no it got an eight five i think he showed me the guard grade in the eight five he tagged me in it and like you know it's kind of like yeah i mean i don't get any money you know so it's it's fine but i was okay with that um in that and he used that kind of that grading upside probably to give me a little like eh, like i guess i'll maybe get some money back down the line if so i don't feel sad if he comes back with some incredible grading result that right. i left on the table uh but yeah that's an interesting way to do it now you got some maxes to, i'll tell you Sixers end up making a playoff run and that like if Maxi can have like a huge playoff game, would you sell or are you holding? Well, they're on eBay and they're like they're pretty they're not like that high. You know, I took took off best offers. I have them at a price. I'm temp like he looks good, you know, like they're playing well he's and a good he player. yeah, and he's a good player and he looks good. And um if I move them just kind of for like the nice little you know, 30, 40% I make on them or whatever it is. It, it'll just be to buy something down the line of maxi that I, that I feel better about. Uh, you know, I'd love to own like his gold prism one day. Um, there's a lot of max, a fun maxi cards, you know? Um, and there's a lot of cheap ones, you know, like things that are too cheap. You know, I've seen some flawless autos ending pretty cheap, but I wouldn't mind owning um, instead of the, the ones I've have. So um, yeah, I'm, they're up and uh, I expect them to sell. Like I'm kind of in the full mentality that I'll move both my maxis likely before uh, the end of the season and then just kind of get back in at a different time. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's another thing I noticed. It's almost like every year, this time of the year, people are like, oh, Embiid's really, really good, and he really, really helps the Sixers win sometimes. <laughs> and then his cards go up a little bit, and then he is a disappointing playoffs. They get eliminated, and then they go down, and then he is a really good like middle to second half stretch of the regular season. And people are like, "Oh, Embiid's really good," and then it goes up. Like Embiid cards have this little cycle, and I kind of want to test it like this off season. I don't want them to have a disappointing playoff exit, but let's say they do again. I feel like like I, I'm gonna actually try that. I'm gonna put some money into some Embiid stuff. Like Embiid's an interesting guy. His cards are really really cheap, but you his know, cards go been, down a lot if they if they fumble the bag in the playoffs. I think because they likely lose Harden uh, in that arrangement, and he goes and becomes a free agent and just goes to like Houston or something, and we probably fire Doc, and then we're kind of like restarting with Maxi and stuff. So that might be fine for us and like it might not even be a bad move but it definitely isn't going to move the needle like people will be sad and his car prices will take a hit in the offseason i would think so i'm looking at some data here i pulled up in bead uh and, and i agree with you it, it, they might lose harden here's my thinking if they lose harden yes it's going to be harder to win but in going to score even more points and it would be yeah. incredible for maxi like it would be incredible. He would be he would be just like a double double like all these assists and you know it, he would be scoring he'd be averaging twenty five plus a game. I mean it would be really good for him. It, yeah, I think I agree. I think he would. Usage is a huge part of it. But I'm looking at Embiid, and here's like an interesting thing I found. So this is last 2022. So this is last season, right? You know how he went on that like that crazy tear, made an MVP push. Some people are really thinking he could get it. So like before that tear, we're looking like late 2021. This is where like basketball cards have really cooled off. 
um, but not totally at their bottom. Late 2021, Veeds maybe not looking so great. They're like 250. They got all the way up to 400 bucks during his like incredible rent. So there was a sale in March 13th. There was of 2022. There was a $500 sale. Um, there was $461 sale in April, and then they get bounced and they go down below 200 bucks. And then he had that really good, you know, he did have a pretty good stretch at one point this year, like a really dominant stretch. Uh, February 26th, one sold for 224 bucks. Last sale was 168 bucks. This is his prison-based PSA timber. So it's just interesting to see, like he's one of the few guys who's currently in the league that you see those in-season peaks and valleys because he can get so, so hot and look so dominant, but he's been so disappointing in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's had great playoffs, though. I, I don't think you could look to last year and say it was him. Don't you remember him playing through the face breaking? And he played really tough. Like, that. I, I don't think you look at, like, him being the letdown. That wasn't really the narrative of the last few years. So... They just haven't – the Sixers themselves and Ben. Ben was the problem. Like, Ben was the big letdown and problem of the last three or four years. I think Embiid played great. Um, maybe he didn't come through in a few moments. But ultimately, yeah, you're right. Like, for him to, you know, kind of see the credit, they need to win. And uh, I'm not shocked, though, like, that, that he kind of does that. I, I think at this point, like, it's even um, it's probably even tough for him to surprise anybody with like points, you know, like he can score four. It's kind of like Dame Lillard, like, you know, you see they scored 40. You're like, OK, like that's a normal right. day. Like they just do that. So there's a little bit of Embiid fatigue in terms of his incredible stats. Um, and but no doubt, I think people will look back at Embiid's career. He's an all timer like Embiid is like the goods, like all-timer center, uh, you know, was, uh, you know, going to be kind of like go through this crazy, like Jim Kelly, like uh, for the, you know, Buffalo Bills, like run with the MVP where he's the runner up like six years in a row. Um, that's like hard to do. So um, I don't know, but I'm, I'm excited to see as a Sixers fan. I think this could be an interesting year just because I don't even like watching them really. Like they're kind of like not this team that I'm like, oh man, I just like want to. I'm I'm tuning into their games, but I'm like, man, like I wish they were doing this, wish they were doing that. Like they kind of frustrate me, and it would be funny, just like complete polar opposite to the Eagles year that they actually like go to the uh, finals and win this year, and they're actually kind of they're like kind of frustrating team to watch. Um, so we'll see if that happens though. Um. What's this uh, you, you had on here about uh, Ed's Guitar Shop uh, on eBay? Is that where you got your uh, – is that where you got your uh, Tom Brady Flawless? No. Here's why I put that in there. And I'll keep this quick because this is – a lot of people who came in this, – this was a story in the hobby years ago, maybe like four or five years ago. This dude on eBay puts up insane stuff i mean five of the brady 2014 flawless patch autos that's first year flawless those are huge cards he's got so many of the nice triple color insane brady flawless 2014 2015 all the nice patch autos are the legends that you would want dude just has all the nice flawless stuff has them at insane prices and from what i remember back in the day he won't entertain offers and like there was this old rumor that it's this old dude who uh, ripped the most 2014 flawless wax out of anyone somehow. And like his wife just made him list them, but he doesn't want to actually sell them. So he just lets them sit on eBay. And that's a lot of the reason why like some of that flawless stuff is really hard to find. It sounds crazy that one guy could affect it that much, but if you look at his eBay store, it's Ed's. But the funniest thing is it's called Ed's Guitar Shop. And it's like, oh, this is where all the nice flawless stuff is. It's been sitting at Ed's Guitar Shop. I actually want to look up. I'm going to do some research for next episode. I'm going to try to figure out if in this, wherever he's located, there is a guitar shop named Ed's Guitar Shop. And then maybe one day, depending how far it is, we take a road trip to Ed's Guitar Shop and be like, yeah, where's the flawless? Like, that would be incredible. 
It'd be insane. I pick. I picture some little hole in the wall guitar shop that looks like nothing. It's some miserable dude behind the counter. We pull up and we're like, yo, Ed, where's the flawless? I, yeah, like, I could totally hear it. Like, he's just like, man, there was something about that set. I just, I ripped the first <laughs> box and I said, like, you know, surely I'm going back for more. And he just like, <laughs> you know, goes back and derms the case. And then he's like, shit like i need more 2014 flawless like his lcs wasn't enough and then he starts like calling other lcs's and locating more 2014 flawless and just keeps ripping it and it's probably a couple what is it probably like three four hundred dollars at the time for a box like to open i would think maybe less i would think less yeah so like i mean you know he's a grown-ass adult he's probably spending you know like thousands of dollars to locate all the cases of 2014 flawless and just ripping them, thinking these are the best cards and not realizing that just, you know, that's awesome. That's a great story. And that's kind of uh, a lot of the allure of the hobby is that, you know, some people uh, know about cards and are super informed. A lot of people that listen to this podcast or me and Dimes probably at this point are definitely like enthusiasts and super informed people about cards, but there's a lot of people that don't, and they might have like, the treasures kind of in their attic from some psycho like Ed's guitar shop that like ripped 2014 flawless and never wanted to sell it. And is just like an eccentric dude that did that. Like the, the 2009 Steph Curry super refractor could be at a place like Ed's guitar shop uh, that just ripped a bunch of tops Chrome. Didn't really think about it said, Oh, that's kind of a funny looking card. And then like, you know, it's just like an eccentric person that did something serendipitously or the Luca, uh, you know, like the Luca, the black Luca 101, like who knows, who knows where that is, especially with the lax prices being so much lower in the past uh, than they are now. Like it's only a super modern last few years thing where the price of the opening the box is so reflective upon the inflated and top possible value of the card. Like, their biggest hits in the past could just still kind of be out there. And, you know, it's interesting. So you mentioned the Luca Black 101. So, you know, there's the bounty Shine put out. I think he said 1.5 million. And then uh, Luber, I believe, came out and said he'll pay more for it. But I was watching the other day. And I rarely, I'm not a big whatnot guy. I wish I was more into it. Um, maybe one day I, I've heard it's good to be a seller on there. Who knows? But there was this guy, but uh, well, everyone knows, Backyard Breaks, they're ripping 2018 Prism. I'm sure they got a bunch of the cases maybe before, maybe after the bounties were announced. Who knows? But some dude, I kid you not, he pays them 55000 to dome a case of 2018 Prism Hobby. They're like, the whole time, they're like, solid case. They put on Marvin Bagley, Prison Purple Ice rookie. They're like, <laughs> okay, we're heating up. Like, I, like, I think th 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 there's $100. <laughs> $100? A uh, a PSA 10 just sold for like 30 bucks. It's like a $5 card. And then, like, the best card in the case was probably like a Sensational Signatures tray. So this is an insert, but it's just true gold auto at a 10 but it's actually, I shouldn't even say true gold because it's an insert. Like that card's maybe worth like what, two grand. So that covers half a box for this dude. And they're like, at the end, they're like, all right, like above average case. And I'm looking at the highlights. It's like, he got a Jaron Jackson auto. He got a Robert Williams uh, base auto. He got a Trey gold auto. He did get a Bagley purple ice, which is worth about eight to 10 bucks for all. So that's solid. Um, but you think this dude spent 55k like of course he got a few luca base and they're like they're ripping it they're like he's like it's genius to grade these it's like yeah honestly if i'm thinking a genius idea i'm thinking and this is like midday i'm watching this like on my break like this is midday i think it's like uh maybe this, this is yesterday i think middle of the day on a monday it's like if you want to make money then transfer fifty five thousand dollars to this half shirtless dude on whatnot who's going to jump up and down and scream when he rips open your case where 99% of the cards are worthless. But then at the end, take the Luca base, send them to PSA and print money, baby. Woo! <laughs> like, what, what, what is, 
it's just insane. And these people in the chat, I don't know if they're painting, these people in the chat are like, let's go, we're printing boys. We're printing, like they pull like- So they love, no, the, those dudes in the chat on uh, on like the high end breaks, like they're like the weirdest people, like biggest cucks in the world. Like they're not actually spent the, spending the money, but they love to watch the burn. Like they're like watching a car accident, like, ooh, like, this dude just got broke. Like, like, you know, like, you know, this guy, or like, uh, have you ever seen like, or you probably haven't because you said you haven't done it, but sometimes in the high end, you'll see people's credit cards bounce. Like they'll try to join like the $5,000 thing. They'll be like, oh, waiting on, you know, such and such, you know, for his credit card to come through. Like, we'll get that figured out. And they like move on to the next guy. But man, I don't know. 55 grand for a case of 2018 prison. Like you gotta be insane. I hope that person is super, super wealthy so that, you know, they can recover from that. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't really partake in, in it too much anymore. As I, the more days in the hobby, the more I go away from like breaks and the more I become like an old man that just picks up vintage cars and, uh, hall of famers and stuff like that um i definitely still like my modern stuff but i don't know i feel like uh you know it's kind of like you don't want to lose like you know you do this for the long haul like at the end of the day like there's only so much money you're willing to gamble away so you start to learn what's safe and what works and what's sustainable for you in the long run and uh you know breaking has not been something that has been good for my wallet you know it's been fun um and there's been some big hits and kind of an exhilarating moments and there's you know times where you put a hundred into the break machine you get a thousand and then you slowly just lose that you piss it away uh kind of in your next moves after that so um but yeah been a good episode today i think uh that's probably that's probably a good place to to wrap it uh episode 11 um thanks for everybody for listening if you made it this far um and uh yeah you got any uh last last remarks times uh excited to be set up at the philly show uh stop by <clears throat> stop by and say what's up um i know you're going to dallas right no 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 dallas this weekend i'll be at the philly okay. show on friday only uh just walking around doing some shopping uh maybe doing some trades looking for alan iverson refractors so I'll say what's up to everybody. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, I uh, appreciate everybody uh, for tuning into the podcast.